Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Tennis of Melbourne. I am very, very lucky to have Matthew Romeos. All right, Matthew, would you like to say hi to everyone? Hello, everyone. Mm-hmm. Now, you're all doing well in quarantine. Yes, we are doing very, very well. Now, tell us about uh, your junior days. Uh, junior days. Mm-hmm. So, I probably played junior RTS mm-hmm. from 13 to maybe. 16. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was just around Australia when I was younger, then when I was 15, 16, started travelling a bit more to Europe and New Zealand. Um, then I sort of had the injury problems, had some back issues when I was 16, 17, 18. So, I sort of skipped the whole oh, the high level junior phase. So, I only got to like 300, I think, in the world. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That okay. was sort of my junior career. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, let's go back to let, let's go back um, a little vintage tennis uh, with you. Is that the first time I saw you? It was in Burundara. You walked off the court with your prince hat and your prince racket, and uh, you probably lost <laughs> to some guy who was three times your age. Now, tell us about those uh, those days where you 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 just tackled the big boys with your tennis. Yeah, so my dad sort of liked me playing a lot of A&Ps and stuff when I was younger, didn't really, I mean it wasn't more like playing guys my age was a bad thing, it was just more, as old guys hit the ball harder, they were a little bit more experienced, so mm-hmm. I sort of just went out there and you just compete, mm-hmm. try my hardest and I lost, I lost, if I won, I won, mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun days, good times. So apart from say December showdown, did you play many JTs? Between age of say twelve to sixteen, I think under twelve I played a fair few, mm-hmm. but then fourteen, sixteen, not really too many. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Right. I played a few fourteens when I first turned thirteen, but that's probably about it. I think. Wow. Not too many. Can you remember the first time you made AMT Platinum main draw? Oh, I really couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely no idea when that could have been. Okay. Uh, well, what's I have a feeling it might have been a fair while ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's it like... Okay, let's go back. Let, what's it like playing against someone who's twice or even three times your age and uh, and then you end up, like, say, winning? Like, do you do you go, oh, yes, you know, I, f- I really can, you know, give it a crack? Or... <laughs> Well, what was the, 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 the mentality behind just playing all the, the adult and open tennis? Oh, I mean, it was probably just better uh, better match play for me than playing guys my age. Not that guys my age were bad, but mm-hmm. I think my dad just saw it as a good opportunity for me to try mm-hmm. excel my game a bit quicker when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, I think it, was, it went pretty well. Mm-hmm. And you play a lot of guys that... Although well, probably a lot of them quit now, but like back then they were pretty pretty decent A&T level players. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, I mean that was a lot, a lot of experience for me. So when I play guys my age, you know, I'd be a lot more comfortable on court. Like okay. balls coming a bit slower, they're a little bit slower as well. Like everything was just a little bit slower than playing at that A&T level. All right. Now I I feel like um, I need to go back to a little bit when I saw you. Uh, I think your brother is named George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you think having a having a brother playing AMTs with you uh, when you started helped a little bit? 
Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I see. He was always, I think, 18 months older than me, so mm-hmm. he was also always a good hitting partner for me. Because I'm a bit older, a bit stronger. He was a big boy back in the day as well, George. Oh, he was big. So I used to always play doubles with him as well, so that was always good fun. And he helped me out on court. And yeah, it was real good. <laughs> I must... know, I played AMT for my brother and yeah, learned, learned a fair bit from him back then. That I was mu- good. I must say, uh, from the windows of watching you play, uh, you guys sometimes have a bit of dramas uh, with each other, and it was quite fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was a bit more laid back than I was, so he was a bit annoying sometimes when I'd be there firing up and he's sort of just there mm-hmm. opening around the court, but uh, okay. it was always fun. Now, for, for those who uh, who don't know you uh, a lot, is that, uh, tell us, how long did your hair, did it pass your shoulders when you were 14, 15? Oh, well past my shoulders. Really? <laughs> It was, it was just, a, it, just a big mop on my head. And then what's the reason um, behind the long hair? Pardon? What's the reason behind the, long, the, the the ponytail and the long hair? Oh, I was just feeling a little bit different, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, everyone sort of was the same back then. So it was like, oh, my dad liked it being different and I liked it. So we just sort of stuck with the long hair. Mm-hmm. Dad's still got the long hair now. Yeah, I know. I saw him, uh, you know, a few years ago. I was like, wow. It's it's like a little uh, yeah. the hair game in your in the in the family. Yeah, he's still <laughs> rocking the long hair. He loves it. So oh, okay. <laughs> now, um, so what triggered the the new hair trend? Oh, I think I was sixteen, mm-hmm. and I had, had had an injury, had a stress fracture in my back, so I had some time off. And it was like probably like two three months in. I was like, man, I. <laughs> and it's something different. It's more sort of like a mid-injury crisis, just something to do. Yeah. Just cut it and then, yeah, it's mm-hmm. short ever since, pretty much. Right. Now, going forward a little bit is now you going, obviously, you come back and playing tennis, you know. What's it like coming back in tennis after all these injuries? You know, how, oh, sorry, how long did, were you out for? So, when I was 16, I was probably out for six months. Yep. And then when I was... 17, I think I was out for six months as well. Okay, so, and what's it like coming back? Um, I think it's a bit more grateful being able to be on court. I know that first stint for me was tough. Like I was sort of, sort of like I'd just gone full-time and just started doing online schooling and you know, I thought I could have been a year. I really hit my straps and I stopped going in juniors. So mm-hmm. that one hurt. But then it was sort of like when I got back on court, like I was a lot more grateful to be out on court. Like, Took a lot for drink, and yeah, just like being able to be on court and hit, but even like it was half an hour at the time, I was like, I super stoked and real happy about it. So mm-hmm. I think it's the same now, like not being on court for a couple of weeks already. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, it's something I've done before, obviously with the injuries, but mm-hmm. you know, when I get back on court again, you know, you'd be a lot more grateful that <laughs> I'm, I'm able to play this sport and I'm able to travel and. Mm-hmm. I'm able to go out with my friends and all that sort of stuff. So, and I'm sure that goes to everyone else. You know, like we all, like, yeah. yeah, we're all trying to hit the wall. We're trying to do, we're trying to be creative and stuff like that. And look, apart from uh, obviously, you've probably been asked before. Is that uh, obviously in, in a downtime? Do you have other tips and tricks to refine or build your strength? You know, during this time. I can you just repeat that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So during this downtime, um, can you, do you like do you have any tips for the juniors or even other players to 
uh, to build and, and stay consistent with their fitness? Yeah, probably just, I think, doing some sort of fitness every day would be, would be a start. And then even just like one thing, working on your game per day, whether you go through your return routine or you go through your serve routine, you go find a wall and hit volleys for 20 minutes or you hit a wall, find a wall big enough, hit ground strokes for 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Even just something, like better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Just, so when you do get back into it, you, know, you won't feel too out of whack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, this is a serious conversation right now, and I want, you to, I want all the listeners out there to pay real close attention to this, to this conversation. Matthew, yeah. would, would you consider yourself the best table tennis player in Victoria out of all the tennis oh, community? Yeah. Yeah, co- controversial statement here. Uh-huh. I believe so. Okay. Mark Pullman thinks he's got the <laughs> thinks he's got the title, but you no, know, but he's got a very defensive game style. And if you can just sit, you can just sit there and just keep ripping the ball to him. I don't know. Okay, now let, let, let's talk table tennis. Are you going to play Mark Pullman's? And then are you? How are you going to play? Are you going to play deep? Are you going to play mixed up? Are you going to play spin? How are you going to play? Oh, I'm just going to hit the absolute cover off the ball straight through him. Mm-hmm. Straight through him. It's the way to beat him. He's a, he's a very defensive player, loves his slice. Mm-hmm. Just going to hit the, hit the cover off the ball and back yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those players who just hit deep and trying to attack and attack and then give it a drop shot and then the opponent, or in this case Mark, just lands his body flat on the table? Is that one of those things you wanted to happen? Uh, I, don't, I don't quite have the drop shot worked out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm more of just that... Pin one corner, then just open table straight to the other <laughs> side. <laughs> so you 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 leave, uh, you're relentless. Yeah, it's absolutely relentless. Quick footwork, uh-huh. run around the ball well, and just just rip it. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, um, and this is this conversation also came from or you know from from Mark's combo is that uh, if if tennis of Melbourne is opening up a. Um, uh, Sorry, Tom. Sorry. Uh, if Tennis of Melbourne is is having a table tennis tournament um, in in Melbourne, and let's say I don't know, maybe Kuyong or Glen Iris, whatever, um, in this in a draw of hundred and twenty eight, where would yeah. you where would you sit? Are you are you going to make to round uh, fourth round? Are you quarter? Hey, are, can you make it to quarterfinal or semifinal? Oh, I'd be I'd be pretty disappointed if I didn't go all the way. <laughs> I think I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a quarter final berth at a minimum. I think. Okay, love your belief, love your belief. And, and so so anyone so anyone comes across you know in round one, round two, bad luck. They even like they're just gonna just like oh man, I've got Romeos. Oh, and then and then you're just gonna cruise it all sorry, the way. Tom. Sorry, Tom, you just break that again. Sorry. So in other words, is that uh, people who you're gonna face in the first few rounds? It's it's tough for them. Sorry, just one more time. Can't oh. hear you. So, all right, that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll move on to the next one. Um, apart from uh, Pol- okay, let, sorry. Uh, sorry, that's fine. That's fine. Apart from Pullman's, apart from Pullman's, anyone else that in your list that could be a a, a, a contender for you? Sorry, Tom. Can you say that? Yeah, I, you're breaking up terribly right now. Okay. I can't hear you at all. For the listeners, I do apologize. Um, so, um, <laughs> I, so apart from Mark Pullman's, are there other contenders in table tennis? Oh, Mike Michael Shepherd. Hey! He's, 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 he's got a he's got a sneaky quick swing on him. He's he's pretty good. Uh huh. 
Good hands. Yep. Greg Pullman is quite a player himself. I think Mark, he's got Greggy covered, but mm-hmm. Greggy, Greggy'd be a big contender on the other side of the draw, I think. Right. Right. Okay. And Jai, Cor- Jai Corbett backs his lefty Ooh. backy cross. That's what I've been told, but I'm not too sure. I haven't Jai... seen it first hand yet. Shout out to Jai. So, did you say backy cross court? Yeah, he's lefty backy cross court. Four. Apparently, it's pretty good, but I haven't quite seen it yet. Okay. Okay, all right. We'll we'll find out very soon. Hopefully, we we get this going. Now, uh, other than that, uh, if I want to talk about the uh, game, are you a gamer? Oh, I play a little bit of games, yeah. And uh, <laughs> FIFA, where would you sit on FIFA? Um, I'm not too great at FIFA. Okay, uh, Call of Duty. No, I'm not too great at Call of Duty yeah. either. All right, which one are you? Are you like uh, confident that you you're pretty good? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not pretty good at any of the games to be honest. But probably Fortnite, probably my best. Oh, <laughs> even that, I'm not I'm not too great at that either. Right. Okay. Um, but I've had lots of time this quarantine to be working on my Fortnite game, so I'm getting better. Okay. Improving by the day. Nice, nice. Now, apart from that. Um, you mentioned that, uh, I remember you said George play a lot of footy. Uh, did you think about playing footy at some stage the last couple of years? Ah, oh, not really. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love my tennis. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean like, footy playing socially would be pretty fun, playing mm-hmm. in team sport. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I've always just loved my tennis and don't think I'd change my sport anytime soon. <laughs> okay, here we go. Big question here. Maddie, who do you go for in footy? Sorry, what was that? Who do you go for in footy? The mighty Richmond Tigers. Oh, tennis yeah. of Melbourne, you can switch off now. Tennis, oh, mighty <laughs> Tigers, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> Essendon bombers all the way, people. <laughs> Mate, I was- I live out Essendon way as well, but I mean Richmond from day one. So Richmond from day one. Fifteen oh. years of struggle supporting Richmond, and now mm-hmm. finally, finally get to actually talk about footy without being embarrassed about my team. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, is it family? Old Tigers? Tigers family? Yeah, the whole family. Wow! <laughs> so you guys will be wrapped, or you were wrapped the last two years with. Uh, I don't even, yeah, I don't... the last few years have been good. Oh, wow. And um, if if this year they're going to play, do you think Tigers have yeah. a chance? Do, do you think oh, Tigers... Again? Do you I think... think are, I think they're a good chance, yeah. I mean, they've been playing good the last few years. They've got solid midfield, solid uh-huh. forward. Uh-huh. Tom Lynch was the big pickup for us. He was the big one. Mm-hmm. He was the difference last year. So, I don't know. We lost a few plays over pre-season, but I think... Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Richmond's chances to go. All right. If footy continues this year, I mean, it probably won't. But let, let, let's you know. let's 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 put the position a little bit different. Is if you're going to play, if you are a member or a player at Richmond Tigers right now, what position would you play? You know, suitable to uh, your your fitness and, and your skill. Probably somewhere out on the wing, somewhere with just a lot of running. Uh huh. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust my kick in the back line. <laughs> anywhere in the back line, and up front, I'd probably get a little bit too tired around goals. But I think somewhere out in the wing, I'd probably fit in. Uh-huh. A lot of running. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Are you a maybe a pressure maybe a pressure forward? Just someone running around in the forward line. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tackle? Do you do you do you think you're a good tackler? Oh, I think I'd be able to. Yeah. I mean, I've had, had another brother my whole life, so uh-huh. a lot of wrestling when we were younger. So uh-huh. I'm hoping I'd be able to tackle some someone bigger than me, surely. <laughs> oh wow! I would love to, look, honestly. I would love to see you tackle someone. It would be so cool to. <laughs> To just tackle this, but for, as a tennis player. But um, another thing I want to talk about is um, obviously you play for Australia. Yep. Yep. Um, what's it like playing for Australia? I was probably one of the more nervous times I've had on court. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what a, what a pride. Like wearing your colours. I mean, yeah, it was probably one of the highlights of my career, even though it was like when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty pretty excited about all that. I was probably, yeah, probably definitely a highlight of my mm-hmm. young career so far. Right, right. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to give you a, an, a, quest, a short question. You're just going to give me your first and the best tip. Okay? All right? <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Second serve. Wait, what? Second serve? <laughs> what, what, yeah, so, so second serve. When it, when it comes to second serve, what's your best tip? Best tip? Okay, right. Uh, go after it. Yeah, swing quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one tip for tennis parents. Just to stay out of it. <laughs> I mean, just get, they get way too involved. Like, my parents have been really good with that sort of stuff, not getting too involved. Uh huh. Oh man, some some of the tennis parents out there are shocking. Just stay out of it. The coach knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the result. Okay. Um, <laughs> ne- next one is uh, uh, one tip: uh, finding a doubles partner. Oh, that's a tough one. Find someone that suits your game style. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I've played with a few guys before that are very good singles players, but didn't quite suit my doubles gameplay. Mm-hmm. And we usually have some rough times out on court. Really? Even if it's someone a little bit worse than you, if they play like a similar style to you, yeah. it's probably going to be a better fit than playing with someone that plays the opposite to you. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, for those who, who, who don't know about Maddie, uh, I think it was maybe two years ago in Mornington, you partnered with my uh, countryman, Timmy, and uh, you end up winning yeah. the title. Now, did you yeah. know anything about Timmy beforehand? I knew next to nothing about Timmy. Right. I and knew him. I knew him through friends, through mutuals. Yeah. And I didn't have a doubles partner that week, and I think he wasn't going to play doubles that week. Oh wow! So we, got set up, <laughs> we got set up by Michael Cummings. Yep. Put us together, and yeah. And next thing you won a title that you week. You won a title. Paid off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually played. I actually played with Timmy at the grass this year as well in February. So. Uh, is that Mutura? Yeah, he came. He came. He came, yeah, Mujura and Geelong. Uh-huh. Got back playing together. It was a good fun. Wow. Now, um, on doubles, what did you learn from playing with Timmy? Uh, just so you know, for, for those who don't know, it's Tim. Uh, he's from actually from Taiwan. He won three Grand Slam doubles title in 2017, I think. Yes, 2017. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, and so what, what, what did you learn or, you, you know, you, you learned from playing with Timmy? Uh, it was Timmy. Just uh, how valuable it was. Um, making returns. I think it's pretty overlooked in doubles. Guys try to get too aggressive returning. Mm-hmm. Where Timmy just sort of just won't miss a return. Like he'll just make 
like if he plays four points on his side of the game, he'll make four returns and you know, that builds up pressure throughout the match. I think that's something he does really well on the doubles court. So, wow. Yeah. So so if if you get a, a partner who will do really well in return, it actually puts some pressure off you um, when you get in in a, in a return game. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, like him making all those returns, it like it gives me a bit more freedom. You know, I can go for a little bit more on my return. Uh-huh. You know, you don't feel as tight trying to make returns, knowing that you know you've got a doubles partner, a one who's supportive of you going after your returns, and then uh-huh. two, you know, he's going to make a lot of returns. And do you play on ad side or juice side? I play whichever side my partner doesn't play. So, I'm always, so I've always been uh, chopping and changing sides, uh-huh. depending on who I play with. I think I play, I'd like to think I play fairly decent doubles, so mm-hmm. I sort of just play. Okay, so when you when you play with, with so when you play with Timmy in Mornington a few years ago, uh, did you stay yeah. on the same side in that tournament? Uh, he played on the backhand side the whole tournament, which is the side that I used to always play. He was like, I asked, I asked him, and he was like, I'm like, well, he's won three junior draft slams. Like, I can't argue with that. He wants to play, like, if he wants to play backhand side, I'm letting him play backhand side. <laughs> Jeez. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, um, another tip. Uh, this is always, this, this question is the most consistent question for all the convo, I would say, is uh, what's one difference in your opinion, what's one difference between a good coach and a great coach? Um, I think understanding your player. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of good. I think a lot of coaches like, know tennis very well, mm-hmm. but I think the difference in a good and great coach is one that can sort of understand and relate to the player. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm like when I train, I don't really like. Being like there's too much, being too much energy and too much like loud noises and stuff. Like and for me, it was like finding a coach who was a little bit more on the quiet side and you know like just comes and talks to me. Just like you know, there's not not really too much yelling, too much Spanish drills and yelling during that. It's more for me, it was just finding someone that like you know understood me and could relate to me and being a little bit more quiet when I was training and just you know putting the work and you know not too much talking. Sounds a bit silly, but yeah, oh, okay. probably a big big thing for. Coaches, I think. Yeah. How about during during the match? Like, if your coach say, you know, watching you, you know, for a particular tournament, what are the what is one the some of the things that the great coach would do for you during the tournament? I think even just looking like they're like really focused on watching me. I think sometimes it's pretty watching a match would be pretty easy just to get distracted and mm-hmm. you know not not pay full attention, but. You know, like a coach, you see when you do something that you've worked on, you do something really well. You know, if you look at them and you know, they give you a class, like you know that you've done something good. It's mm-hmm. A bit more of that for me. I mean, not, not not too hard, I think, to be a bad coach watching a match. Like I think mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the basics usually get the job done. Mm-hmm. Now, in your level, what's your one tip for maximize your mental game? I think setting uh sorry uh, setting good routines I think is a big is a big one I think um, doesn't matter what sort of situation you're in if you have a set routine that just sort of brings a little bit of level of calmness and like level headness so yeah I think if you have a good routine usually it doesn't matter the situation you're in you're a bit better off for than if you were just going you know so, I mean your routine might be just walking side to side between points but mm-hmm. 
I think if you have good routines between points, before matches, after matches, before bed, I think even something small like that. Wow. You know, that makes a real big difference on court for your mental side of things. Right. Now, let's say, for example, what's the biggest difference between when you were, say, 15 and, and, and now, or last couple of matches you play? In terms of routine, what's um, the... I think for one, I actually grew. <laughs> that was... Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit back then. That was a bit too small. Uh-huh. I think uh, I probably understand my game style a bit better now. I think back then it was sort of, you know, you just play every point however you play it, but now it's a bit more, you know, yeah, I've set game, I have set like game plans, I have set, set plays, I I know what I like to do, I know where I want to be in the court. I think back then it was a bit more, you know, if I, if I do what I was trying to do, it's like, oh yeah, awesome. But it wasn't really like I had anything set in what I wanted to do. It was sort of just, I was playing tennis because I liked it and I was just, yeah, if you win, you win. And I was like, oh, if I lost, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I didn't really think about what I was doing on court. Um, I never really ask a tennis player this, and, and, I, and you're probably the first one to 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 come to this question, is that how, how do you read your opponent? Um, good question. <laughs> I, think I, I, sometimes, I actually sometimes look at technique. Uh-huh. Uh, I think some guys have some flaws in their technique. I mean, no one's obviously got perfect technique, but some of them you can expose. So that's one thing I look at. And then the other is you just sort of, learn like what they like to do on certain balls so sort of keep that in the mental bank the next time you go there you have a pretty good idea what they're going to be doing with that shot so when, when, yeah, you, I mean, when you say it's not an easy one to describe it's sort of just you see it and it's uh-huh. when, when you say it's, certain balls yeah. is it means like for example if the, if it's high ball you're more likely to hit cross or if it's if it's if it's yeah, uh, wide like and slice yeah okay. so like you know if I hit a, a high ball to their backhand they go cross two or three times Mm-hmm. You know, I can sort of sit on that backhand side a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But then like, if I give them a short forehand, you know, that there's a lot of time they might approach to down the line. You know, mm-hmm. like you start moving there a little bit earlier. And you start to get, you sort of start to get a gauge on like how they're thinking and like where they're trying to hit the ball when they get the ball they want. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just makes it easier as the match goes on. You pick up more and more and then, yeah. Now, then again, this is the first time I probably ever ask. If you observe your opponent to a point where you picked up, you know, you, you picked up the pace, you got the momentum, but then you lost seven five in the third, how do you overcome that? Sorry, can you just repeat that again? I just sorry, halfway through there. Sorry about that. Um, if if you 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 understand your opponent and you play a great tennis, but then yeah. but then you lost seven five in the third, how do you overcome that? Yeah, I actually had a match like that <laughs> middle last, last middle last year. Uh-huh. I played a good, good match against a good mate of mine, Blake Ellis. I've been mm-hmm. known each other for a while. We know each other's game. Um, I lost seven six in the third, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, like normally those sort of losses are pretty shattering. But I think you know, like once you start looking at looking at it a bit differently, like that was probably the first time I've lost a close match like that and not been too. But devastated about it. It was sort of understanding that I played, I played a good match. They played a good match. Like I did the things that I was working on and trying to do. I did them well, but just obviously just not well enough. I was like, yeah, I mean that's too good by them. And you know, sometimes you just should pay it when someone's too good. Like, you know, like just got to man, like I actually shook hands, like man, like it's too good today. Like that's it. Like, I, had, I had nothing for it, and I just sort of like, oh, 
doesn't matter. Like on to the next week. Like, okay. Wasn't, wasn't too big of a deal. Yeah. Now another another question that's uh, for the first time. I don't think I've asked anyone is that in your level now, when it comes to like whether it's futures or challenges and stuff, just playing matches, friendship is out the window, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's not even being close to the window anymore. <laughs> it's just gone out and then just, you know, if it's in, it's in, oh. you know, you would, you would come to the net, hey, can I just come over and just check the lines and just, you'll say anything and everything that you can to, to win, to have the extra edge, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> once you're out on court, like, no one's really your mate. Uh-huh. It's sort of just, you do what you do to win, uh-huh. and then, like, if something happens on court, like, a bit of controversy, like, I don't really take that off court. Like, I think whatever happens on court should be left on court. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people take that sort of drama off court, and then, like, sort of ruins their friendships and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm one of those people where it's like, whatever happens mm-hmm. on court, like, I don't want that to affect how how we both treat each other off court, like, we're still mates, mm-hmm. but, you know, like, tennis is, tennis is a job, like, you know, it's not... I'm not going to give you the upper hand just because you're my mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, not even like the night before, you know, he, he shouts you at dinner and stuff like oh, that. Oh, no. Like that, that, yeah, it's normal. Like you just mm-hmm. eat together. And, like, that, that week I played Blake, like we were rooting together. We were mm-hmm. staying together that week. So, oh, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so like we ate together. The only time it was a little bit different, I think, was in the morning where obviously it was a bit, <laughs> little bit funny. So we went and got breakfast separately, went to the court separately. But other than that, I think... It was like pretty normal the night before. Like, uh-huh. wasn't it wasn't too much different. We both had dinner. We both uh-huh. were still watching Netflix together. Like, it didn't really change, it didn't really change much. Now, I, I I'm just picturing that you guys are eating uh, breakfast, you know, separately. I, is it a very small apartment? If it's a small house, <laughs> do you guys eat in your oh, own room? Well, we were lucky. We were at the uh, we were at a hotel. Where they had uh, buffet breakfast, so right. sort of just we just sat at different tables. And, uh-huh. I was, we were pretty fortunate. He went a little bit earlier than I did for breakfast, so uh-huh. we almost missed each other completely for the <laughs> while we we're at breakfast. So uh-huh. yeah. Now, but, obviously, you guys gonna have, as you mentioned about you know strategies and all that. So, so you guys gonna have build, have to build that routine in order to obviously obviously win the match. Now, were there cases where you go out to play and the, you guys have the same coaches? If that makes sense. We've had the same coach. Yeah, you have the same coach, yeah. What happens to that? Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, Lucas, Lucas and I um, played each other a few times, but we had the same coach. Yeah. Um, I sort of just like, you know, it's a, it's a mutual agreement. Like, we, none of us really, or we, like, we talked to our coach before the match, but like, obviously no tips or anything have been given out. It's sort of just, you talk to your coach, they say, yep, just go out there and you know, play your game. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. It's not like we're not going to be mates after it. Like Lucas and I had some fiery ones on court, but we were always good mates after it. So, and yeah. um, were there times where uh, I've seen a couple of obviously, you know, you, you play singles against each other, and then you play doubles later that afternoon. Um, yeah. So singles stays on court, whatever. You guys don't. You guys never really go back and, and talk about. You know what happened to the second set? You sure about that call? Like it was just whatever happened on that court on that day, that moment, just leave it there. Like you know, you guys don't go back and, and sort of just help each other out or sort of um, inspire each other or sort of like 
critiquing each other or like is there other sort of things that you guys do or not many people know about in, in your level of tennis? Uh, not, not really. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you go from singles to doubles in the same day with the guy you just played, it's sort of like, ah, uh, like whatever happened, happens. Like, let's try to focus on winning these doubles. I mean, it's mm-hmm. obviously a good opportunity for us, both your know, rankings are, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we sort of just go out there and you've got to try to have some fun, play doubles. And, now, yeah. Well, I've had it a few times as well, and it's been sort of, uh-huh. I mean, some guys take it differently, some guys are a little bit more cut after a singles loss, but uh-huh. like, then every time I've lost to my partner and the play doubles with them that day, it's sort of like, <laughs> whatever happened, happens. Like, I was, I still want to win doubles. It's not like I want to lose now. Now, I, uh, I, I've got yeah. to share, I've got to quickly share this quick story with you, and it happened before. I'm not sure if it happens to you. Is it was, it was in juniors, and then the play A, play against play B, play A1, and then play A, play with play B in doubles. And the play B yeah. served the ball right into players A, <laughs> back of the head. <laughs> and it's a true story, Tom. It is a true story. So if it happens yeah. to you, how would you deal with that situation? <laughs> and I'd be, uh, if I had a, serve, a ball served at the back of my head, I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> and so have I'd probably you... just go back there and be like, man, like, what was that? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and have you had have you had close calls before? No, not like that, no. <laughs> okay. Now, a couple of people saying, you know, eye formation is quite dangerous. And uh, have you thought about, oh, let's go, if I go eye and you hit wide? Sorry, Tom, I just Sorry. So, so have you done eye formation and then where it was like maybe a close call if, you're met, if your uh, partner is serving down the tee? Oh, I think I've had a few close calls. You feel the wind or the ball go past you. <laughs> but... I don't think I've been hit too many times. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I can't even remember the last time I've been hit playing eye formation. But right. I have seen some funny ones on court, though. Of uh-huh. uh, my opponents when they uh, hit their partner. Yeah. It's a dramatic action. It's pretty funny. So. <laughs> now, this yeah. question happened to, to everyone. Is that, what would you say to your partner? And your partner is serving, uh, serving at 5-all in the third set. And then he served 4 double Faults. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say to him at the change of events? I'd be like, oh, I don't worry, mate. Like, let's lock in this return game. Try to get the break straight back. That's uh-huh. about it. I wouldn't really try to put too much pressure on him. And I'll let him play. Good, good next game. Not, not that that those four double faults <laughs> get to their head. <laughs> and however, the 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 broader story of it is his previous. Service game had three double faults. Ah, uh, I'll probably tell him to go work on his serve. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, I, I think I think it'd be the same thing. You know, you're just trying to get them to regroup, take their time, mm-hmm. get ready for the next game. You know, the match is still on, obviously. So right, still a right. chance to win it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> just off the post um, that Tennis Melbourne made uh, yesterday. Now, I want you to give me yeah. an honest one, who's going to be the winner, okay? Here we go. <clears throat> and, and this is about table tennis, okay? It's just some fun stuff, okay? Dominic yeah. Ting or Stan Wawrinka? Ooh, I think Tim. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah. Federer or Nadal? Table tennis, table tennis. Okay. Gotta be Fezzi. You gotta go Fezzi. Why is that? Because it's one Yeah. 
imagining how it really would end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, Sam Stolzer or Ash Barty? Oh, it's got to be going Barty Party there. Yep. Could see her picking it out a nice little chip fly. Uh-huh. I think she'd be pretty good at that, Jenna. Uh, Kyrgios or Demona? Oh, Kings. Really? Kings is, okay. an, Kings is an animal on the table tennis court. Really? Have you played against him before? No, I haven't, but I've seen some, seen some high-level t- table tennis from him. Wow. Before he... Okay. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Uh, Djokovic and Federer. Oh, I'd have to go Federer again. Mm-hmm. Now, last but not least, and you gotta, you got to give me a real, and I want to know why, okay? Oh, yeah. You or Federer? Oh, I, I want to say me, but I think Federer might have me covered. Yeah? You just, I'd be, I'd be so tired playing him. It'd just mm-hmm. be ridiculously tired. I would not make a ball for the mm-hmm. first. Ten points in the game. <laughs> now let's 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 just say if if you beat Federer, you know fair and square, in table tennis, is that something? Yeah. Is that something you're going to tell your grandchildren one day? Oh, absolutely, not. hundred percent. All right, beautiful. That'll be, one of the, that'll be one of the highlights of my career. <laughs> <laughs> Be fed, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, you, you know the drill. Uh, tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation, who you're grateful for, um, and uh, you know, obviously, tennis is not a one-person journey. It's obviously there's other people, you know, helping you, assisting you, and craft where you are. So as mentioned yeah. before the convo, um, just plug it in, um, name if you want to, and then uh, give them some shout-outs. Um, Matthew, take it away. <clears throat> uh, obviously, my, my family's been there for me since I was young, well, my whole life. I think uh, all my coaches that I've had the last few years, going to be grateful for them, and then the boys as well, all my mates supporting me, especially the bot boys, uh, <laughs> Jihan and Jai. Mm-hmm. The Fortnite boys, so oh wow, getting through these tough times. So uh-huh. yeah, got to be grateful for them. And then obviously, thanks for having me, Tom. Let me oh. share some of my answers to mm-hmm. the rest of Melbourne. And mm-hmm. yeah, love what you're doing here. Yes, thank you. Like um, <laughs> as I said too, because I had I had two convos today, and one of the player just mentioned that I, I didn't I didn't really know. It's that um, it says Tom. You know, it's really good that you you're putting a voice um, right now where. It draws all the, uh, the, the the family together in a, in, a, in tennis of Melbourne, and it's just some, something they can they can look forward to. You know, having you listen to the conversation while they're doing their workout and whatnot. And I'm just extremely lucky yeah. because just I want to plug it in as well for, for myself. It's like I, I'm no professional journalist, or you know, like my equipment is like just my phone and little mic I put in, and it's just something I, I yeah. want to to just reach out to people and thankfully and shout out to Chase it's my first episode but it's it's really a convo I'm not I'm not doing an, an interview or an interrogation and trying to yeah. s- squeeze some juice but I feel like to me personally mentally speaking I feel like if I can engage with someone else um, in the family and then listen to the stories and then brings a laugh for myself and yourself and even the listeners out there I'm, I, I've yeah. done my job and, and I feel like um you know, all we know is if we can, um, you know, unite, you know, just like what ATP and WTA is doing, unite in, in locally speaking, we can also do the same thing. And I'm, I'm encouraging 
tennis of Sydney, tennis of Darwin, tennis of Adelaide, they can all do the same thing to unite the family. And um, you know, if there's any opportunities for the players, I'm more than happy to to help them out. You know, in these in these yeah, tough times. Sure. But all you know is, I wanted to thank you for your time and your energy and your stories. Um, Thanks for having me, Tom. No worries. And let, let's all you know, let's all together just flatten the curve, wash your hands, do all the right thing. And get rid of those stupid viruses out of the country, and then we can get on with tournaments and 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 just stories and more stories and just hitting balls, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, fine. Yes, all right. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks for having me, Tom. No yeah, problem. Really take care, guy. and um, take care of yourself. Yeah. Thank you. See you, Tom. See you. Bye bye. Yeah.